is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. Welcome back to the main satellite. The main satellite. <laughs> I am Tamarcus Prime. And as always, we have a great show lined up for you, dear listeners. Tonight we have the usual suspects. Well, some of the usual suspects. Um, and we'll get going once they introduce themselves. My name is Brody. I am originally from Goldsboro, North Carolina, born and raised. I live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina now. Happy to be here as usual, uh, uh, here upon the main, the main satellite. Feeling good, feeling happy about it. The main satellite. You got yours truly, Terrence, also known as the Alpha Executive, hailing from North Carolina. I am a North Carolina resident. I'm lucky to be a part of the main satellite, and I am looking forward to a riveting conversation tonight. Yeah, you know who it is. It's your boy Big Dub. Have no fear bringing up the rear because Big Dub is here. Coming straight from the A, baby. What up? Hell yeah. Um, shit, before we get started, man, I want to I wanna take out some garbage first. Um, there's a, a, you guys know the Olympics are on TV right now going on in uh, Tokyo. Um, I just wanted to, to point out a, a story that I heard just yesterday. Um, what's his motherfucking name? Novak Jovic. Do y'all know who that? Y'all know who that is the tennis player. I've heard of him. Yeah, Jokovic. That's his name. Novak Jokovic, a Siberian professional tennis player, currently ranked the number one men's tennis player by the Association of Tennis Professionals. Um, he has some shaded comments directed towards Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. You heard about that? I have, yes. I have heard about it. Yeah. He's known for throwing temper tantrums on the on the court. Earlier last week before competition, he was talking to the press about the privilege of pressure in elite sports. And um, he says, uh, without pressure, there's no professional sport. If you're aiming to be at the top of the game, you better start learning how to deal with pressure and how you cope with those situations. Moments on the court, but also off the court, all the expectations. That's that's what he said, and uh, he all, he also went on to say um, that the pressure doesn't even bother him anymore. He says uh, all the buzz and all the noise is something that that I can't say I don't see or I don't hear. Of course, it's there, but I've learned I've learned to develop the mechanism of how to deal with such in a way that it will not distract me distract me. And will not wear me down. So he said all of that. And then his very next match, <laughs> he got on the court and he was getting getting frustrated because he was getting his ass whooped. And he uh badly hurt, too. Badly hurled one of his his uh rackets into the stands. He also smashed another against the net. He lost that match, obviously. Um, but but then like he had a doubles match coming up. But he dropped out of that um, because he said that he had a, a shoulder injury. He, so he bitched out of that. Yeah, okay. Shoulder injury. All right. 
left his partner high and dry because he's he couldn't handle the pressure that he says that he no longer feels. Um, but that's uh, what's what's that karma coming back? What they what they say karma is, man. <laughs> it's a bitch. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, you put you know bullshit out, you are gonna get some bullshit back at some point. Also, um, if you're going to speak about that sort of thing publicly, and you already have a reputation for uh, flying off the handle, in short, doing exactly the opposite of what you say you can control or what you don't need to do or what you don't do, your best bet is to expect individuals to uh, call you out on that, speak about it. And um, he definitely does have one hell of a temper. Uh, I didn't know what his name was before this year, but I had heard of him before uh, doing things like that. But uh, if you're going to speak about that sort of thing publicly, your best bet is to at least fake it. Pretend that you believe in what it is you're saying. Otherwise, obviously, you're going to come off as a hypocrite. He has a rage problem. I've seen I've watched him and he seems to have a real rage problem. So it's applicable to other people, what he's saying, but it's not quite applicable to him. Is it great? Your boy, what was his name? You remember the dude back in like the nineties? Was it Andy or? Oh, no, Andre Agassi. You talking about you talking about Agassi? Andre, yeah, Andre, yeah, Andre yeah, Agassi, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I was just gonna I was just gonna say for you to for you to be that way and to behave that way, you got to make sure you're 100 on point. You know, for you to make those comments about somebody else, you can't criticize somebody else if you can't conduct yourself. It's, I mean, you always hear the phrase "sweep around your own front yard." You, I mean, your own front door. You can't criticize somebody else. And, and also, I blame the spectators <clears throat> because the spectators are very selfish, you know, myself included. We want to see our favorite star, our favorite athlete perform, but we don't take into consideration that they may need a mental health day. They may need – their body may need recovery. We don't wake up every day and perform our best at our job, so why do we, why do we expect them to do things that we can't even imagine doing? Every time, reproduce the same result every time over and over. But when they want a day off for mental reasons, we criticize them and scrutinize them. They are humans just like everybody else. Even though she's the GOAT, she may need a mental break every now and again, just like myself or anybody else. And um, I liked what I heard other people say about how I didn't even think about it until it was brought to my attention about how Michael Jordan himself actually took a mental break from basketball you know, he won those championships, 91, 92, 93, and his, his father got killed. Yep. And he stepped away from basketball for a while. Um, so it's, it happens to us all. Yeah. And then all, a lot of people don't realize um, gymnastics is, that's a solo event. Like you, perfection is required in all aspects you do. Like <clears throat> it's not too many sports in the Olympics that require, like, like you cannot slip up, you cannot make a mistake. It'll cost you everything. Like, it's very few sports that is basically just on you given 100%, 100% of the time, you know? You know, gymnastics and maybe like high diving, you know, sports like that, uh, shot put, uh, javelin, pole vault, you know, those type of sports where you, you made one wrong move and they caught you and you went from being in gold status to now you were in last place. All right. Well, well, not just that. I mean, I agree with you on that part as well about losing position, but 
also losing your life. I mean, if you're a high diver, you can make one mistake and hit the water the wrong way and paralyze yourself for the rest of your life unintentionally. And then also, not only that, I mean, there was times that Simone Biles mentioned she didn't know where she was in her flip sequence. And you know how critical that can be when you're tumbling and you're in the air and you don't even know where you are in your flip sequence. So nobody's taking into consideration. She could break her neck. She could paralyze herself. She can go from being the goat and the best in the top of her game and make one mistake and cost her her life or her, her, her physical abilities. So anybody that's pushing for that and being selfish, I mean, I know what it's like to see somebody out there and you say, you know, man, I'm looking forward to watching this person perform tonight. And then they couldn't make it. Like, like for example, Richardson, who lost her ability to perform because of drugs. I, I could not wait to see her run in the Olympics in Tokyo. But like I said, she made choices that cost her her ability to perform. So it does take a little bit away of your satisfaction or your excitement and wanting to watch and tune in when people you want to see doesn't don't play, right? Like if like if you spend the money for tickets to watch LeBron play and he doesn't show up for the game. I'll be, I'll be, dis I'll be disgusted, but I would have to understand that he's human. He needs a break. Yeah. Yeah. I get that now, but um, I have to say me, myself, when it comes to LeBron and him taking breaks, I, the sympathy, <laughs> the sympathy just saying there, man, uh, he ain't taking no mental breaks. He take it. He's saying he got, he got an injury. Or he's just resting up or something like that. Now, now that it's becoming, it's become more socially acceptable to say, um, I'm taking a mental break. I bet this coming season when he sits out, he's gonna say, I gotta take a mental break. He, he, yeah. yeah. I ain't really got that much sympathy for LeBron because I'm just not a LeBron fan. Hey, did you hear about <laughs> who might be joined up the Lakers though? Yeah, I heard about that. Did you did you hear who's already at the Lakers? Who they got Carmelo Anthony? They got Carmelo Anthony. They got Russell. They got Russell Westbrook, LeBron. They got Dwight Howard came back. What else you need to know, man? <laughs> he trying to create another Heat situation, huh? Oh, they already created it, baby. They already created it. We're mm. going to get this other ring, man. How many games you are gonna miss? How many games he gonna miss? Oh, he can. And, they, and, and what, what do you, what what's gonna be his excuse? Is it going to be injury, resting, mental? What's going to be his excuse? He'll be having a Maylocks moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be his great. It's going to be his groin this time. He could take another groin injury. I also think, um, speaking on uh, this young woman taking a, a much needed mental health break, I think that it's important um, to recognize uh, of course, we've all seen the news of the of the conservative lot, the conservative crowd uh, shitting all over her for that. And, uh, it, it, you know, any port in a storm. So this woman needed to take a break for, uh, I'm sure, various reasons. Uh, mental health being at the top, at the top of the heat. But of course, conservatives, Republicans uh, and some asshole Democrats have used this as an opportunity as a weapon so this woman uh, attending to her psychological health is now a way to illustrate her weakness her overall weakness and you know and and maybe it's not so direct uh, uh by way of some conservatives just some assholes period but it's also meant to highlight uh some of it is it's also meant to highlight the weakness of the black race and of black people period in the united states of america and beyond our borders so of course it had to be politicized like so much else in this day and age. 
instead of and, and there have been plenty of uh white uh, uh uh athletes who have like he was speaking about this asshole the tennis player guy i'm not even gonna i can i can't pronounce his name i'm not i'm not concerned about it but um he has no nope, yoko bitch yoko bitch he <laughs> has he the thing is uh, he can have his mental health, quote unquote, breaks right on the uh, right on the right on the uh, the court there. That's him releasing stress. He's crushing things and he's throwing his his rackets and he's doing all these things, cursing and screaming. I'm talking about Yosemite Sam uh, uh, type uh, uh, Tasmanian uh, devil <laughs> type, yeah, type type Tasmanian devil Yosemite Sam type uh, uh, breaks on the uh, on the court, and he can do these things that are uh, uh, that ought to have him, have him disqualified. His behaviors really he should be disqualified but he is just experiencing frustration from the perception uh from the perspective of these conservatives and assorted just a lot of assorted assholes whereas this woman this young lady took a much needed mental health break and she is weak she and all of her ill are weak it's an excuse and she is to be made an example of so like so much else and in this day and age what's going on in america it has been politicized and luckily she hasn't given it much energy I can say that she's spoken about it, but I've uh, read up on her responses and it have been far and few between. She hasn't had much to say about it because that wouldn't be her engaging her her break. She would be still, you know, engaging in a stressful uh, situation. So, yeah, it's been politicized like like everything else these days. You know, it's pathetic, really. It's sad. And, and what's interesting do- about I, I was just going to say what's interesting. I was going to add to that point. What's interesting about it is if she were to respond. She would have to carefully craft her marketing team would have to be precise in their response because anything she said would come off as aggressive, an angry black woman. Um, she's making excuses. Like so her non-response to me was perfect. She her, non-response, dis- her non-response was the best response. Right. They, they didn't even deserve her response. But what I was going to say, I was going to touch on the point you made earlier about, you know, Jokovic making these noises and grunting and slamming his racket and he's having a temper tantrum. If you remember, you think back a couple of years ago when Serena just showed any sign of excitement when she was performing. Oh, she, she's out of control. She, she, she's taking the sport and she's making it something that's not. This is such a regal, sophisticated, more of a quiet temperament. But all she's doing is showing excitement and something she loves and she's passionate about. And now it's bad for her to do it as a black woman, but it's okay for, for Jokovic to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I, I don't, I mean, double standard. I'd forgotten all about that, but I do recall that now. Now that you've mentioned it about her being run down in the media, run down in the media uh, by conservatives and just assholes, period, because we all know that conservatives aren't the only assholes on the face of the planet, but she was being run down pretty badly. But individuals like this guy, uh, Andre Agassi did it a couple of times. I don't, th- I don't know that he ever did anything that was that extreme, like swinging his racket into the crowd, into the, the stands, but he would curse. He would spit. I remember that from when I was a kid, when I was much younger. And of course, he went down in history as one of the greats. You know, I hear people refer to him as some some uncontrollable rage beast um, in the way that no doubt uh, Serena and Venus are being still being referred to in certain circles today. So I'm glad that this young woman is not responding uh, very much at all, because that's the best response. And she's handled she's handled the entire situation gracefully. That's right. With class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so big up, big up to her, big ups to her. Yeah. As they say. Yeah. yeah. Big ups to her. We're, we're yeah. proud of you. We're yeah. proud of you, Biles. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And when the, let's just take the trash out with Yoko bitch. 
And let's dig into uh let's dig into uh let's dig into Lil Nas X. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't mean and I and I don't mean literally. <laughs> Lil Nas X is part of what I wanted to discuss tonight. Um it's basically it's overarching hypersexuality is what I wanted to discuss. Like you have a spectrum of of it when whenever you're whenever I'm thinking about it. You know, you got Lil Nas X, he's just extreme. And you got on the other end, you got homophobes like the baby. But somewhere in the middle, you have various people who are not homophobes and aren't um, uh, extreme, you know, with their sexuality, whether you're um, uh, heterosexual or, or, or bisexual or gay, you know. I like to say that I'm in the middle, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with all this, that hypersexuality and I'm not a homophobe. Shouldn't have to say that, but for all the people that know me, they already know that shit. But anyway, um, uh, so from my perspective, um, when I, when I see Lil Nas X, I, it's not the fact that he's gay that gets on my nerves, you know, cause I don't have a problem with that. It's that he's just attention seeking. And I don't think he has very much talent. I, I ain't even heard anything besides that uh, old town road shit. And I've seen, you know, like um, maybe like 10 second clips of um, these most recent videos he, he put out. Um, but as far as rapping and, singing i don't know what the fuck he do rap sing or whatever um i don't think he has very much talent he's just using all the shock value to to get as much attention as possible and i just find that very irritating what is your anyone's take on Nas X? well let me, let me speak on this i'm just gonna dive in real quick and i'm gonna make this point jump out um I was just going to say, when it comes to Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X represents something bigger than just himself. And that's the issue that I have. The issue I have is he's creating an avenue that says it's okay to, to, to depict certain images. And basically, it's an attack on censorship. Okay? I'm, I'm all for freedom of expression. I'm all for freedom of censorship or removal of censorship and letting people speak freely in the proper form, right? But if you watched BET and you watched the BET Music Awards recently, which my son listens to music. He's 13. He's going to the high school. He's going to high school. I have no problem letting him listen to hip hop for the longest. I never let him listen to music that had cussing in it. I always made him listen to the edited version. Now he's 13. He's going to high school. I've loosened up a little bit. The point I'm making is real quick. Watching the BT Music Awards with him was okay up until a certain point until Nas X came on the stage. And he's on stage with two men, kissing two men and pretending to have sex with two men on stage. At that point, you got to ask yourself, how can I watch a show that was, it's on TV during prime time. At this point, I got to be like, hey, I know you don't want to watch this. So we go from being able to watch a show together to now you got to get up and walk out of the room. It's like somebody put a porn on or something. Just right, right in the middle. You go from playing an R&B artist, you go from playing her, who is very talented, 
She's playing all of her music live. She's singing a great vocalist. And you go right into Little Nas X on stage with 40 dudes that with this old up with no clothes on. And he's pretending to have sex on stage. And he's got two men kissing him on stage. I mean, all I'm saying is maybe they should have slapped the parental advisory up there and said, hey, this next performance, you might want to move your children out of the room. We're forcing ideologies on children at a young age. Give them a chance to learn on their own. If they want to be gay later on in life, that's perfectly fine. But let's not force our personal views. Let's not force, don't force heterosexual lifestyle on your child. Like Little Bootsy. Like, I don't know if you talked about him, but Little Bootsy, for example, where he forces girls on his son at an early age. He brings girls home for his son at an early age. I don't, and that's, the, that's what we're talking about, the extremism. So when I think about that, um, I think about, first I want to say about Lil Nas X. Um, I've only heard, I've not heard two of his songs. I can't detect any discernible talent, but there's talent somewhere, even if that talent comes down to speaking to the right people, hiring the right, the right managers to uh, get what he's about out there to get his to boost his celebrity right i don't see any i can't discern i can't make out any talent in him that i can see but i do believe that he's talented um when it comes to drawing attention in him and his publicists and his man his publicists and his managers and things of that nature but i i also believe that uh the problem that i have with him in particular and I, the problem i have with individuals um on both ends of the spectrum right is if your sexuality is your number one defining characteristic, if it is who you are as opposed to a part, a tiny part of what you are, that is an issue. That is an issue. So he's doing what I know Madonna did. He's, I mean, to say if you are a vegetarian, uh, I don't, we don't need to hear every, when you're around the people, other people. Okay, vegetarianism is just a small part of what you are, what you do, but it, it ought not to encompass the whole of your life. If that is your most uh, interesting personality trait, and that is what you're pushing out into the world 24-7, then you are a pretty uh, uh, mild, quite boring person. So that's how I feel about that. I know that Madonna was doing it 35 years ago, what he's doing. I know that Two Live Crew was doing it uh, 30 years ago. I know that it just it just goes on and on. Many artists do exactly what it is he's doing. But I do believe that um, him in particular, since, since he's one of the people we're talking about, this ought not to be the whole of your shtick. There ought, ought to be, there should be more to you than that. So as Mark was saying, as Terrence is saying, and as I'm sure we all feel here, him being gay is not an issue at all. By all means, fuck whoever you want to fuck whenever you goddamn feel like it and do it to your satisfied, like Booker T said in his group. But I also believe that um, that ought not to be the whole of your, of your act. And when it is, you come across, you come, it comes down to you being a one trick pony and you got to squeeze, you got to squeeze that turnip as long as you can until the very last drop of blood is out of it. At some point in time, he will run out of publicity stunts and things of that nature. On the, so it's, it's, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad and it's irritating to see it because he's going to continue to get responses. He's going to continue to uh, get followers and he's going to move on to the next set of antics. 
he's going to move on to the. I don't know how far it'll go. It may come out. It, it, who knows how far it'll go? But then I think about all the other end of things with Two Live Crew. Well, Two Live Crew was doing something very similar to that, like extremely similar to it. Damn near fucking on the stage. So I am also in the middle. You don't need to. You don't need to move to either the far right end of either uh, the furthest end of either of, of the spectrum. Either end of the spectrum. You don't need to. You don't need to do that because eventually. Uh, one thing, one of two things is going to happen as far as I'm concerned. We've seen this happening over and over again. Either you are going to peter out like a, like a firework that's burst and gone quite brilliant. And then you fade the fuck out. And then the next person steps up behind you. Okay. The next firework is set up behind you, or you're going to have to express some real talent, lasting talent. Um, people who have done that, uh, and have. They, they, they've survived, their careers have survived, who've gone through that sort of transition. I can't recall that many of them. I'm sure there are some of them. Madonna's one of them. Um, I can't name too many other people. I'm pretty sure some R&B uh, singers, although they, I, you don't see where they go quite that extreme. They're not quite too live through. They're not quite Lil Nas X. So I think um, either he's going to have to come up with a better act and show some real, he's going to have to show some talent that lasts, that people are going to be able to remember and stop it with the publicity stunts, like with the the, sho- the blood in the shoes and 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 all sorts of little things that he's doing. Or he's gonna he's gonna fade out like every person who came before him. That cannot be the whole of your act. Who you fuck because that gets pretty boring after a while. And whether you're bisexual, homosexual, asexual, heterosexual, at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, that is a tiny, tiny. It's it's a minuscule aspect of your life. It's a tiny aspect of your life. And not, not to be the whole of who you are. You market yourself in a certain way, but you have to remember whoever you are, that's what you're going to be remembered for, how you have decided to market yourself. I don't know if he will regret what it is he's doing now. And if he, if even if he does, it'll be a while because he's only, what, 21, 22, 23, however, he's in his early 20s. But I think there'll come a point in time where he may well be uh, a little put off by his own antics. He may be a little bit embarrassed, or he might not be. He might ride this, he might ride this, 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 horse until the until the legs fall off it he might the old that. town road to the old town road <laughs> um so i am not a fan of either extreme i've been just as put off by heterosexual people women and men who were overly sexual overly sexual every aspect of what they do their act is overly sexual i am also very put off by what uh, people on the opposite here, homosexual people and bisexual people who go out of their way to be provocative. There, there, there are a few ways to be provocative. And uh, it takes a little imagination to, to figure out more than one way. And I don't know that he is doing that. Although it's selling motherfucking uh, uh, songs here. is getting them on award shows. It's, uh, uh, he's got interviews and magazines and, you know, uh, news shows and things of that nature. Podcasts and things. So. It's working for him. That kind of talent is not something that I could admire. That's how I feel about about that particular thing. Yeah, I, I had I had the uh, I had the stopwatch like his, his fifteen minutes of fame like when that old town road came out. I, I I really thought he was gonna fizzle out after that. Like when that old town road came out, I, I wasn't really feeling the song. I mean, it was catchy, but from there, I mean, I was just reading comments and just as far as him as an artist, I, I just always thought he would have fizzled out, but. You know, like you saying, Brody. I mean, he, he's he's managed to 
have a good team behind him. He, he has this big engine behind him that's able to capitalize on this shock value. And to be honest, I mean, he's not my cup of tea. Um, BT was always, I mean, just growing up, just watching a show and just seeing a, a, a scene where it's like a, a man and a woman and, you know, it's starting to get a little hot and heavy with your parents. It was like, you know, you, you don't want to watch certain scenes with your parents, you know, and now you got these kids like dry humping and all greased up. And so, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's not my cup of tea. Um, to be honest, I was kind of appalled at it. You know, I'm, I'm, I was just waiting to see at what point do, you know, BET and, and these stations actually, like you say, censor it, you know, um, let parents know. Um, I mean, movies, TV shows, I mean, they have a rating system. I mean, if it's going to get to the point where you can't watch a, a television show, am I, I going to turn on Disney next? Am I going to see Lil Nas X on Disney watching with my niece and nephew? And he up there on Disney just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, at what point do you you look out for the kids? You know, at, at what point, you know, do these, do these, do these, uh, these entities, you know, draw a line? I mean, how far is it going to go? Yeah. I can definitely see that. I think for me, um, well, for me, I kind of realized, I guess, basically two things. One, um, he's in show business, you know, and I think for me, I have to divide between someone in show business and someone who's an entertainer like show business, he's putting on a show. Like for me, his antics are no different than Marilyn Manson's. It's just that it didn't hit as home as hard for me because I don't look like Marilyn Manson. You get what I'm saying? So me being black and seeing someone who looks like me, you know, skin tone, gender, and they're going to these extremes, that's kind of the only part that's kind of like, dang, did you have to do that much? But like y'all said, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say he's not talented. I'm going to say he's not, he needs those showbiz items to be as successful as he is now. I think if he was, you know, just, if he didn't have the look he had, because if you think about it, he didn't actually, well, I didn't start hearing about him. He didn't actually like blow up, blow up until he came out as being gay. Like his song, he didn't like when, when he was like, yeah, I'm gay. That's when his, that's when, that's when his hype skyrocketed. I mean, he had a song out, but it wasn't, it, he wasn't, uh, it wasn't a, a household name. I think it depends on, I think it depends on real quick, Big Dub. I think it depends on the circle or the sphere of influence that you were around during that time. And I'll tell you why. Old Town Road had school-age kids all across the globe singing that song. He was he had Song of the Year, and if you go to YouTube, it'll scare you if you go to YouTube and look at how many views that song has on YouTube. I think it's probably up right. in a hundred. I, mean, I get that, million. but that's that's not going to get in the music industry. I mean, Baby Shark is is a phenomenal amongst <laughs> kids too. I mean, it's not going to get you no Grammy. You get what I'm saying? So you still I have think to it have did get him a Grammy. He, he did. He did get a Grammy off. No, no, I'm talking about Baby Shark. He, he, but no, we're just saying he won every award. Right, year. and that's the same year he came out. 
He came out right after. I think he came out after the Old Town Road success. He came. He came. He came out after because a lot of the kids fell off. Like a lot of the kids stopped liking him when he actually came out. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, he his 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 talent musically, in my opinion, is is. Uh, I mean, I don't know all the musical uh, attributes he has, whether he can play instruments or or any of that thing, but his talents musically just aren't, I mean, they're not there. So to me, he kind of needs the same way with Marilyn Manson. I mean, his voice sounded pretty much like trash, but what he looked like is what his appeal was. Also, um, what it is you were saying earlier, uh, Terrence, about Speaking about the circles you're in, uh, I had heard the song a time or two I, uh, when it first came out. I didn't know it would be playing on the PA system at um, grocery stores and, uh, you know, uh, 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 CBS and Walgreens and things of that nature. So I had heard it before. I'd never really paid attention to the lyrics. I only ever really knew the, um, the hook. I only ever really knew the hook. What's interesting to me about that is, he himself, I read he himself said this. Uh, if you listen to the lyrics, you would know any adult or person who is, you know, thinking about sex, sex and sexuality would know exactly what he was talking about. These are his words, if you listen to the lyrics. So for those of us who didn't listen, listen to the lyrics, uh, yeah, he said he said it flat out himself on, twat, on, on Twitter. He said, uh, if you listen to the lyrics, it's right there in, 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 in black and white. And the fact that uh, many children were loving this and they were playing it in assemblies and things of that nature is, I mean, the kids are just singing along. They don't know what it means. Uh, it turns out a lot of adults didn't know what it means, what, what the lyrics meant either, because I didn't know what the fuck they meant until I read them. And it's, it's very obvious. And even he said, it's extremely obvious what he was. He was a homosexual, he was gay um, when he wrote that song. And then after that, he uh, came out publicly as gay. And once, so there were a lot of kids that fell off. I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of the parents were like, wait a minute, you can't listen to this or, you know, whatever. They were trying to protect the kids in whatever way they could. But once he, he came, once he revealed himself to be gay, I know that the album was already there, but it was very calculated in terms of what songs, what tracks were released next. And so these videos got more and more provocative. There are three of them that I have watched in total because I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. I watched Old Town Road. I, it, it would not have occurred to me what it was about when I watched Old Town Road. It's kind of a happy, jumpy, peppy video to me, you know, horses doing tricks and things like that. But then right after that, there was the, uh, 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 what's the one with the, with the, the pole dancing and, and I forget, Montero, I believe it was. When he, when, he was did a lap, when he did a lap dance on Satan? When he was given the devil uh, a lap dance. Uh, well, that that was more sexual. It was more, even more sexual. Okay, I have no problem with expression, but to me, it's he felt that okay. Well, I am now boosted. The song itself wasn't quite enough to boost me to where I needed to be, but like you were saying, Wayne, this is what it is that I need. So now I'm boosted. Now the most recent video, uh, the third track, the third single, is even more uh, hypersexual, even more sexualized, and so. 
this goes back to what it is. And that's what I meant when I said he's got some talent in terms of how he markets himself, how his team markets him or his talent may well be in, well, okay, this is what it is that I want to be. Help me get there. This is where it is that we need to take me and his management and publicists and all that take over for him. Um, and they lead him in the direction he's going or they give him clues in, in terms of the way he needs to go. So it's, I, I go back to what I was saying a few minutes ago, which is, at some point in time, it's, he's going to burn out. You, you can only go so far, at least on television. You can only go so far. So there's going to there's gonna come a point where either he's going to have to show some discernible, to me at least, musical talent, lasting musical talent, or talent, musical talent that, a talent that lasts in terms of listeners and popular culture, or he's going to fizzle out. It, it's, to me, it's, it's already it's quite what some people might call boring. All right. Well, this is what you've done. This is your tactic the first time around. It wasn't quite a lot. Then you, it was it was strategic for sure. OK, now I am gay. So you're going to do the Montero video. All right. Well, that was very well received by a lot of by a lot of people. It won a lot. It's already they already, already talked about winning awards now. Now I'm going to do even more. OK, um, so you had people like Madonna who did it. People like uh, the group Tulaku who did it. Uh, people like uh, uh, Lady Gaga who are still doing it. You have various rap artists and RB artists who've done it, but not very many of them who leaned very, very far into that are still doing it. And they can still make music, they can still do, they can still perform and all of that, but they used up their shtick. They, they used it up. So whether you're extreme on one end of things or you're extreme on the other end of things, it just becomes pretty tiresome and sad after a while because it's like you're, you, are, you are now clamoring for attention. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm still relevant. I'm still hip. I'm still hot. Well, are you going to be doing that when you're 35 years old or 40? If you can, more power to you. But I don't know that there are very many people who can. And I don't. I know that there aren't very many artists uh, who do, who are doing that at the moment. Well, the first sign that he's fallen off, the first thing you're going to see is you're going to see him collaborate with people. So the first thing you're going to see, right, those first three songs you mentioned, they're doing well for him. They did huge numbers and they probably made a huge payday. But when you start to see him do collaborations with other artists, like he'll start to tag along with other popular artists, like a Nicki Minaj track, a Cardi B track, or Megan Thee Stallion, that'll tell you and the rest of us that's listening is really paying attention. Oh, he's starting to grab, like you said, grabbing for straws. He's trying to figure out what's the next niche market. His PR team is sitting there with a whiteboard. Okay, we reeled all the kids in. We got all the kids. Now you became an adult and you're talking about adult things. We've got all the adults that are okay with that segment. They're going to start reaching and start throwing everything they can at that dartboard to say, okay, where's our next money? Where's our next ticket coming from? And that's exactly what you're going to see. He's going to start tag teaming with other artists. And that's going to tell me and tell you that they're running out of ideas. Your theory on what's going to happen when he starts falling off. I saw somebody um, post something on social media and I, it seems feasible. Um, they posted a picture of, um, I think it was um, Eminem and Elton John uh, holding hands after a performance at some award show because I think Eminem said something homophobic and Elton John was offended by it and they ended up performing together on this award show. So. The theory is that Lil Nas X is gonna and and the baby are gonna capitalize on this moment that they had 
and they probably come out with some collaboration and I'm not looking forward to that bullshit because I don't like neither one of them motherfuckers. I don't give a damn. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. So that's, I think that's going to end up happening because Lil Nas X has no shame and the baby himself has no shame either. So there's no low to which they would not stoop in my opinion. For all we know, What's going on right now may well be a very calculated marketing scheme. What what it is we're seeing. Yeah, you never know. You don't know when it comes to uh, when it comes to these people. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you have the baby, right? So everybody here knows what uh, these comments that the baby made quite recently on his social media uh, bits. Him and and there was another guy. I can't recall what his name was. Um, but he has some pretty homophobic things to say, and he ended up having to walk. And they were pretty; it was pretty shitty. It was a terrible thing to do, a fucked up things to say. Uh, but he had to walk. He had to walk those comments back because people were on him like white on rights. And then I didn't notice until earlier today, but he had to he had to walk it back further. So he made two statements <laughs> instead of thinking, "Don't be an asshole." I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. It's not hard to not be an asshole. For me, you, I have to try to be an obvious asshole to people. It's not difficult. If you don't like what it is this man is doing, even though we feel like it's, it's uh, uh, irritating and it's uh, overblown and pretty sad, um, if you don't like it, then don't listen to his music. Don't comment on it. Where is your investment? Why are you that investment invested? So invested in you'll get online on your on your social media platform or platforms, depending upon who you are, and run not just him, but everyone who's gay, bisexual, whatever the hell down. He just came off as extremely, extremely homophobic, like hateful, you know. Um, so he is also the extreme. There was another guy, uh uh, I forget his name, but he was at a concert. Somebody here knows his name. And uh, he had something to say about uh, uh, on stage with his pants hanging off his ass and his shirt off. You can see the swell of his ass, the pants, but the swell of his ass. And he uh, made some bizarre comment about everybody, people in the audience who, who aren't sucking dick in the parking that's lot. That's the baby. Oh, that's the baby. That was the baby. Okay, that was the baby. I think there was, there was somebody else, though. Somebody else who said something. But anyway, um, he had to walk that back. There was somebody else who said something who agreed with him. Uh, uh, another it was, little, it was uh it was little boots okay that's him that's him that's him so i had him confused I, the listeners can tell that i'm not the biggest rap fan or you know he said uh essentially if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot hold your phone up if you don't have aids hold your phone up if you're not just really hateful fucked up things why are you so hung up on it do you have a horse in this race on old town road do you have some skin in the game is that something that you want to, you want to, you know, something you want to elaborate on? But I feel that anytime you are hyper-focused on anything of that nature, you have some unresolved issues yourself. Now, the rest of us, some of us may be irritated by the antics of uh, 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 Lil Nas X and various other uh, uh, gay artists, uh, men and women. But we are that fucking hung up on it that we have to shove it out at everybody and say, this is completely reprehensible. And I'm going to talk about this until the cows fucking come home. You know, um, he is he is extremely hung up on it. And there's something very, very, very telling about that. Don't you have 
more important things to do than to rage vomit all over your social media page uh, pages about this about this guy. Don't listen to him. Don't follow. I was just gonna say, I think you you hit a good point because we're talking about hypersexuality and 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 the overuse of sexuality in media media and everything in general. Uh, I was gonna touch on two things. One thing Jay said, he was like, you know, BT used to be more of a family oriented channel, and you know, what next Disney? Well, I don't know if you know Jay, but on Disney there's a short called Out, and there's a Disney short made by Pixar and Disney that talks about you know how to come out to your family. It's actually it's not about children. It's about two adult men. And so it would be different if it was a young child, right? Talking about their experiences. I might can even understand why it's on Disney. But I don't understand why Disney put out on the Disney Plus channel. I don't understand why they did that. Because if they were, if their sole purpose was to help young people transition through this difficult time in their life, they would have used young kids to make, make the point, right? But instead they used a man, two men that were adults and they were using them as an example so that's that's one thing so they've already infiltrated disney in the sense that we're now exposing children to various adult topics so and i'm sure listeners and people that they're listening to me may say well what's the problem with that what i'm saying is sexual education is taught in the school but before they teach sexual education in school we receive the letter we receive phone calls we receive text messages we received uh, consultation, letting us know what was going to happen. Are we okay with this? They're going to present videos tomorrow. We're going to discuss these topics. They asked for our permission to discuss those things with our kids. And of course, we said, yes, it's okay. Check. Yes. What I'm saying to you is, why are we allowing society to force certain views on us? Like the same way we talk about Little Nas X and the baby. I'm going to tell you somebody we haven't mentioned. Lizzo. Do I want to see Lizzo naked every time I go on Instagram? I went into the records. I was in Best Buy, picked up a record. I picked up a record and I see a naked woman on the record. That's Lizzo's album cover, fully nude on the album cover. Now you can't see her breast, or, you know, the areolas of her breast, and you can't see her, you know, the rest of her body, but you can see her side profile. And she's completely nude on the front cover of the album. You have one camp that says, oh, that's beautiful. That's freedom of expression. She's comfortable in her own skin. Let her, let her live. If you don't like it, don't look. If you don't like it, don't, don't follow. If you don't like it, don't listen to her music. But then you have the other camp that says, that's absurd. We shouldn't see that. And we talk about extremes. Why can't we live somewhere in the middle? Just exercise caution. I don't have a problem with seeing her body, but everybody doesn't want to see that. That's all I'm saying. Why can't we exercise caution? Thick, no. Did she look thick? Uh, I, I'll, use, I'll use other words other than thick, but it wasn't what you want, man. No, no. Well, based on what based on what your preference is, you, that might be your thing. Hey, hey. Some somebody probably want to see. Hey, it's a lot of women her size who. I mean, that's. No, we're not talking about women. No, make sure I understand. Now, we're not talking about that. Now. We're not talking about preferential. You know, because because like I said, I mean, I like BBWs too. Now, I didn't say anything about you know her her size. What I'm saying is, I don't care if it was J Lo naked on the cover of an album. Why does it need? Why does she need to be new on an album cover? Sometimes I wonder about whether. Um, so when we were younger, much much younger, in our mid teens, late teens, early twenties, um, you know, we had seen this thing, these sorts of things before. Frankly, it's always been around some form of uh, either either open or uh, subtle burlesque, this sort of a thing. Um, when we were when we were younger, you had so it's not anything that's new, and we all know that. But this is my perspective on it, right? I think it, it has grown more uh, 
extreme under the guise of uh, uh, being provocative, right? But I remember Lil' Kim's album, the cover album. Uh, I remember Foxy Brown's album where they're squatting, bent over. Uh, you can pretty much see everything and spaghetti, uh, spaghetti strap, you know, uh, bikini things, bikini suits, whatever you want to call it, where, I mean, there was very little left to the imagination. So this is something that uh, uh, has always existed. It's something that's going to continue to exist. Um, I, I, for me, I personally wonder whether, um, as as I've gotten older, as I've grown older, whether just I was never super duper big into that sort of thing anyway. But I did look, and I I was like any other kid, I believe. Um, but I wonder as I've gotten older, has my tolerance uh, regressed? Has my tolerance diminished? Uh, no, that's that's the thing though. Which what you just mentioned, it's not. It's it's always been here. It ain't going nowhere. That. Um, provocative sexual stuff it ain't going nowhere it's just that it's it happens more often nowadays like it, it happens too much everybody is basically a, a, a porn star almost you know what i'm saying it's tiresome it's tiresome it's, it's just believe it or not people don't think about sex 24 7 everything ain't about sex and it seems like with with the music that I hear, if I ever turn on the radio, um, it always has something to do with sex and they're very explicit with it. Like back in the day, there were few artists, few and far in between who did that shit. You knew what you were going to get from them or you knew, you know, somebody might just come out with a, with a provocative song or something like that. But now everybody's fucking doing it. Everybody is Clarence Carter or or whoever. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I be stroking and, 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 or, you know what I'm saying? Let me be a rocking chair or well, that thing smell like candy liquor. You know what I'm saying? We had all that. That was all that shit back in the day. But now everybody, these, these, these artists are, are pretty much porn stars now. That's, that's what it seems like to me. And it's, it's tiresome. It is. And everybody's trying, attempting to push themselves to the head of the crowd. So if you are not, provocative or sexy enough then you're going to be left by the wayside unless of course you have real talent that's gonna you're gonna shine or 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 glow in that way um it's it, it is tiresome it is uh, it's almost 100 consistent in this day and age and it's not just women it's not just men it's not just people of a certain race it's not just homosexual people gay people straight people big people little people it, it doesn't really matter. Everybody is trying their best to push their way to the head of the crowd. And although I do know that it's always been that way, as we move forward in time, there are things that were explicit 20 years ago or even two years ago aren't considered explicit now to the average person. Uh, we live in a more permissible uh, society. So although uh, it has certainly always been there, it is... Again, like I said earlier, it shouldn't be the whole of your act. There should be something more to you than that. That, that needs to be, or you're going to fade. And uh, uh, just in the last five years, a slew of these individuals have men and women, gay and straight, have come and they have rocketed up to the top of things and then they've declined pretty swiftly. And they're so obscure now that I can't recall anybody's name at the moment, but I know that it's happened. Well, just think about, just think about what's going to happen in the future, right? When we talk about <clears throat> the cause and effect. Back when we were kids, our parents used to cook a lot. We would eat at home a lot. We didn't have a lot of fast food. 
So you don't have a lot of these kids or like from our generation are oversized that are, you know, a lot of the health issues or it's not as prevalent with our generation because of how what we were accustomed to what we were exposed to. The point I'm making is this. When we were young, if you got your hands on a hustler or a playboy or some type of, you know, you know, flick or, you know, I know what the boys call it. Some boys, some of the fellas call it flicks, pornos. You got your hands on a porno. It was a VCR tape, right? Remember you had to pop that VCR tape in. You had to rewind it back. You only had that one VCR tape where you can get your hands on a couple extra. The point I'm making is this. Imagine what your brain is being conditioned by when you have at your fingertips millions and millions of videos from, from XNXX, from Pornhub. You've got all these sites you can go to. No, no public, I'm not giving you any publicity there, but uh, just in case. Um, think about all these sites you got access to. Think about how desensitized you will become to sex when you are 18 or 19 or 20, when you've been seeing this since you're 13 or 14 or 15 years old. Just think about how we turned out in college and military and school, trade school. Think about how we were, how hypersexual we were just with the small amount of sexual exposure we had. So what do you think this next generation is gonna be like when everybody's getting a BBL, all the girls getting Brazilian butt lifts, they got penis enlargement out there. They got uh, performance enhancement drugs. You know, everybody's taking medication and people are drinking and doing more. We are exposing this generation to something. And I don't think we understand what the ramifications are going to be. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We're creating more of a sexual hunger and a desire. And we're creating more promiscuity, which can lead to other things in the future. And I don't think we understand that. That's the problem. Nobody's willing to deal with that later on. You're not ready to deal with the monster that we're creating right now. When you got your son dating a girl that was born a man and she's fully transformed. She went to another country and had a perfect flawless transformation. And now she identifies as a female and she didn't tell them until they've been married five years. They can't have kids and they just found out that way. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. We were creating a, a sexual fluidity and we are not able to control what we are creating. Um, speaking about, um, you were talking about the short out on Pixar. I watched it. I watched all, um, all, I think I might've watched all of the shorts on Pixar, uh, in one day. So there was the one about the autistic kid and his, her friend. And then there was, uh, there was lift and float and all of those things. And I watched out and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, it was very tastefully done. Pixar did a great job with it. And the main reason I really enjoyed it is because it's somebody's experience. It's somebody's experience. So it's less about inclusivity to me than it is about illustrating that there's more than one sort of story in, in this life. There's more than one sort of experience in this life. I just wanted to say, I really, I enjoyed it. I pretty much enjoy all of their shorts. Everything Pixar does with the exception of maybe the good dinosaur, I've enjoyed it. And that includes their shorts as well. It's somebody's experience and um, I'm glad, I'm glad it was created. I am. It was tastefully done, well done. And it was funny and entertaining to, to me. Um, but I don't know if I would call it infiltration. That's not what I would call it. I would call it, uh, I, I think that the best word for it for me would be, uh, selfishness and greed, a want and desire. This is whoever you are. 
whatever your sexuality is, your gender. It's a want and desire. Once again, people are, everybody's trying to push uh, to the front of the crowd and be the highlight. Everybody wants to be seen constantly 24 fucking seven. Everybody wants to be acknowledged. And although there's nothing wrong with acknowledgement, there is a, there's such a thing as too much in terms of what you're doing to be seen and to be acknowledged. And that's across the board, as far as I'm concerned, it becomes aggravating. And as uh, I've said many times before, who you decide to fuck or who you are sexually attracted to um, is a tiny, tiny sliver of your life. It, it, we're not supposed to be uh, uh, sexual for the whole of our lives. I don't believe, or at the very least, hypersexual. So the purpose of it is to, in some ways, is to to procreate and to propagate the, the species. Uh, but the problem that I have with it, as I said, whether it's straight, gay, anything in the middle is, that's all these people are about. It's movie stars, musicians, uh, some athletes, that's all they are about. And if that's what you have to do to be noticed and to be seen 24 seven, then you're on a pretty short leash. And your shelf life is is extremely limited. Uh, but I can't agree uh, with you that where does the exposure uh, stop? That's a good question. Where does the exposure stop? And what is the end result of such heavy exposure? What's it going to be in five years? What's it going to be in 10 years? Is it going to be worse? Odds are very good. It is. So to me, it's more about uh, selfishness narcissism and greed it's always got to be about me and what i'm about and what i'm experiencing all the time and the, the whole of the rest of the world revolves around is in orbit around your asshole you are the most important thing you and quote unquote your people whoever you are and your people are you guys are and gals are the center of of reality and that's a dangerous path to walk because society has to deal with that um the results of that the the, the repercussions of that sort of overexposure I think, um, you know, when we're looking at, like I said earlier, the whole entertainment and show business thing, I mean, the, the two biggest sellers in the industry of show business and entertainment is going to be sex and violence. I mean, because those, those are, are kind of primal, primal. Um, I got to disagree on that. Not sex, well, not sex. Love is a bigger seller than sex. No, the porn industry is crazy. Like, we're not just talking about movies that come on in the theater. We're talking about- I'm talking about music. Right. So I was talking about entertainment as a, as a whole though, show business. So- So sex is, is topping everything out. Porn well, topping- what Disney and Marvel doing? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. The porn industry make more money than Disney. I guarantee that, hands down. Well, if you're talking about this, let's 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 do apples to apples. The porn industry versus the movie industry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we can Google it up, but I'm, I'm pretty firm that on on that. Um, so you know, sex sales, violence sales. So I mean, that's I mean, it's 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 marketing. I mean, like you were saying earlier, the whole 
there, there, there's not too many actual, if you're a well-developed artist, there's not too many mistakes that just occur for you. And like you were saying earlier, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, the baby and Lil Nas X caught with a song. I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not often that things just happen when it comes to those type of, of uh, situations. So it, it's not surprising to me. I mean, I think, I think it's gimmicky. I think it, it's there um, for the reason of being a gimmick. And I think people love gimmicks. I mean, that's why they're successful. So what do you think the middle, uh, in your opinion, Wayne, where's the middle ground? What is there a middle ground to you from your perspective? And if there is, what would that be? Uh, I mean, the only thing that I would kind of consider that would be reasonable is that we've gotten away from the rating system. You know, I remember growing up, I mean, you couldn't actually buy um, certain albums from, from the record store. I mean, you couldn't go to certain movies. I mean, you had to sneak in to a rated R movie. You know what I'm saying? In that days, the, the rating system and the stand on that actual rating is, is completely removed. Like, even, even uh, like uh, it was said earlier about porn. I mean, like, there's no actual verification on these websites. Click here if you're, if you're over 18. Oh, I'm 13. I better click no. Like, come on now. That's there's no actual gate that's being kept. And that's the only problem that I have. Like, like you were saying, hey, let people know, hey, the, the following performance contains sexual explicit um, you know, depiction or whatever. Let people know what's what's going on so they have a choice to decide if they want to be a part of it or not. You know, don't just surprise people on it. So I think if the rating system came back and it was held to an actual standard. You know, I remember back, you know, when we were talking about, like I said, albums and stuff, couldn't buy a certain album. I mean, the radios didn't play certain albums, didn't play certain songs. I mean, the explicit version, I think on the radio, I mean, probably the only words that aren't just blasting on the radio is probably fuck. That's the only word that gets habitly kind of bleeped out. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some other words in there, but it's not. I mean, they don't even release like a radio version song anymore. It's just the song. It used to be here's the radio version, here's the album version. And you never knew what the real words were if you weren't old enough to buy the album version. So I think like if the rating system kicked back in and, it, and the gate was actually being manned where you validate you know, people are, are a certain age to be able to be exposed to certain things. I mean, I think that's all it would really take for me. And dovetailing uh, right off that, right off of that, man. So we all remember, uh, I don't know if this is what, I think this is what it was called. So speaking of uh, certain networks, so BET. So there was BET after, after Dark, I believe it was. I can't remember um, what time that began to air. Maybe it was 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever it was. So and maybe someone here knows, but at the very least, it was one, one in the morning, 1 a.m.? Okay, so uh, so thank you for that. So it was 1 a.m. in the morning. So odds are pretty good if you were of a certain age. It, it, let's say if it was a school night, unless your parents or guardians were very, very lax, 
you were not going to be up to see that. So your parents can enjoy that uh, alone. They could, they could watch that alone or if they didn't want to watch it, whatever the situation might be. Uh, until I was, I don't know how old I was. I was in my early teens when I realized that BT After Dark was even a thing. I didn't know. And of course, once I recognized it was a thing, it was a cause for, uh, it was a cause of great interest. I'd be very interested in it. So I would see things like uh, songs. I don't know who created the song, what the thing smell like, tip drill and, uh, uh, you know, where do you see my dick? by the Yin Yang Twins and all of them. I, I think that was a bit after that, but that's the sort of thing that would have aired on BET After Dark. So there was some effort that was being made to keep that, uh, to, to, to keep that out of the sights of people of a certain age. Now, during the weekends, if you were allowed to stay up, go to bed whenever you fell to sleep, your parents or your guardians allowed that, that was one thing. But uh, for a while, I didn't know that BET After Dark was even a thing. Once I discovered it, it was a thing, I was I wanted to see what it was. It was it was a uh, a black version of, of Skinamax or of Showtime. You didn't have to worry about uh, uh, messing about with the tuning to look through the squiggly lines and things to see what you could see. Scramble um, porn, scramble porn, and 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 a lot of us, a lot of folks in our age group, got pretty damn good at that. Like like figuring it out. There's a tick. There's an ass. There's this. There's that. So I was, an um, I was an engineer back in the day, man. I used to turn that satellite just right to the to the North Star, forty five degrees. Mm -hmm. I was I was God, an engineer, man. God only knows how many socks were ruined um, on account of Skinamax and uh, uh, you know Showtime and things, Rachel Diaries and things like that. So a lot of those shows came on uh, uh, quite late, or they came on the premium channels. So a lot of us weren't exposed to those things; we didn't see them. Now you can pretty much see that thing on television whenever you want. That is to say when they're playing videos on BET or on MTV or various other music channels, or if they're not playing exactly what you want to see there, you can always get online and find exclusive videos in terms of musicians and things of that nature. So uh, we've gotten pretty lax, pretty lax on that. And as I was saying earlier, I don't know if I am, I was never super duper duper big into that, but I was into it enough. So I wonder if it is my age that has caused me to become less tolerant. I'm way past the age of puberty. Maybe there'll be a second puberty. I don't know, but I'm way past the age of puberty. So it's uh, it's it's my patience for it is has diminished. I'm not as hungry for it as I was moving into puberty and moving through puberty. And for those young men and women who are hungry, they don't have to search hard for it because there it is right in front of them. It may well be on live television, the BET Awards, or various other award shows and and things of that nature. So we've gotten very lax when it comes to that and. You know, um, it, it, it really is no wonder that kids are. I saw a story earlier today about a 12 year old who went into a, a hospital with her 25 year old boyfriend and she was on the cusp of giving birth. They spoke about that and they walked in like it was the most normal thing in the world. Uh, she had been exposed to this sort of thing uh, and he was exposing her to her. Now, that may well be another conversation in terms of grooming, but it was there for her to see on television, not on the Internet own television um and of course i'm sure he exposed her to other things you know by way of the internet so this is a runaway a runaway sort of train and we, we we have to figure out how to how to not i suppose the best anybody can do if you some of us have children uh is to censor censor these things yourself you self-censor or if you have nephews and nieces or or charges or whatever it is you got in your life in terms of children i guess the best we can do is is be active in terms of 
censoring these things, but it's so prevalent and it's so huge out there that we're fighting a losing battle, those of us who are doing that. I'll tell you what this feels like, man. I'll make it real simple, real quick, quick analogy. To me, it feels like going to a four-year-old or five-year-old and telling them that Santa Claus isn't real. And what you're doing is you're taking away their ability to learn on their own. You're taking away their ability to experience it on their own and you're shoving it in their face. And that's exactly what it feels like to me because we are, we're sharing our over-sexuality, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual, whatever your preference is, that's not the issue. The issue is you don't need to see a man and a woman kissing and leading into sex. I remember the first movie that I ever saw that broke the censorship barrier. How many of y'all remember Monsters Ball? <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember how it felt to see that graphic, dramatic sex scene with Billy Bob Thornton and Halle Berry? We always dreamed as a young man what it would be like to see Halle Berry naked. We saw our breast in Swordfish. If you remember, we saw our breast in Swordfish. But when, they, when you got to Monsters Ball, now remember, this is another key point. She never won a single Oscar for any of her, any of her performances. She had to get, she had to get carnally, savagely smashed in Monsters Ball while begging for help, make me feel good, just to get her first Oscar. Not only did they destroy her, you know, her image that we had of who she was as this beautiful angel, but that was a super graphic sex scene. And so once you cross that line, anything else is it's it's fair game now, right? Once the once Pandora's box is open, we've seen it. They were awarded heavily for that with, a, with an Oscar. Why would you go the other direction? Why would you start putting clothes back on after you've seen her be successful with clothes off? I know it's everywhere. I know everybody is using sex to sell everything. But right now, I, I just want to speak on music. It just seems like it's happening with us more often. Like, our artists or, or the artists who are put out in front of us, um, a lot of them are hyper-sexualized. Like, like, what is it? Why is it always us? It's like explicit as hell. Like, she drank my babies and all this stuff. Or I, I rode him till he came. You know, I mean, just super fucking explicit. Like, why is it always us? Like, what is it? it it's being pushed out there, but why do we consume it so much? Why do we, why do we... Why do we like it so much? I think it's because um, I think it. Uh, you can reach back. I think it goes back to when we came here. So we were seen, our women were seen as breed mares and our men were seen as, uh, as, as, as studs. And it goes back to the auction blocks. You know, um, in the days of slavery, when we got here, we were sold like, like well, animals. And, and, and the more... The more uh, livestock that could be produced, the wealthier the slave owners, slaveholders were. So I think what happened was, in my, in my, from my perspective, what happened was, like we have, like with so many other things, with our people, we have been fed a constant diet of that. We have constantly imbibed. And at some point in time, we began to internalize that and it became who we were in some ways. So if you are an attractive uh, Black person, Black American, since I'm going to speak in terms of America, at least even though I know it goes beyond our borders, if you're an attractive Black person 
or conventionally attractive or even conventionally unattractive, right? You're expected to sell your sex and to show what your virility is, to show what your appeal is. If you are unable to do that or you're unwilling to, you're seen as vanilla. So I believe that the shit that started then when we were brought here, kicking and screaming, stolen from our home, we internalized a lot of the negative aspect. We internalized a lot of the negativity, what was used to make us uh, profitable. We internalized it. And then it became, it, it, it morphed into something that is no longer an offensive thing. These aren't offensive traits anymore. This in particular, hypersexuality is no longer an offensive trait. So now it is a strength. It's rather a lot like the N-word. You don't take, you can't take something that is incredibly offensive uh, and meant to hurt, to maim, to scar, to ostracize, or to demean in terms of the sexuality, the hypersexuality thing. There's no way you can transform that into something positive. Someone is waiting to exploit you. Someone's waiting to exploit you. Maybe it's uh, 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 those who, in, in terms of music, maybe it's your, your, your label, your music label. Maybe it's your managerial team. Maybe it's other Black people. Someone is meaning, someone is there to exploit you. So I think we have internalized that and we have, that, that was a ball we, we, were, we, were, we were given and we ran with it. And this is where we are now. And I firmly agree with what it is you've said. Yes, there are white people who are doing, who are doing it. Yes, there are Asians and, 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 and Latino people who are doing it. But our people, and they're out there, they're out there. We probably wouldn't have to look too hard to find them. But our people are, it's all, to me, it comes off as sort of a point of pride. It's, it's a point of pride. And it's a runaway train car. This is where we are. I believe that's why we are where we are at the moment. And uh, speaking about this, um, like Megan the Stallion or Megan the Stallion or whatever her name is, Nicki Minaj and all the rest of these uh, 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 Lil Nas X and all the rest of these people, even folks who are of age, they, they've been around for a little while. If they were to hear us speaking about this, they would consider us prudes. We'd be prudish. We are not with the times. We are not cool. We are perhaps quite, we're the polar opposite of hypersexual. We are asexual, you know? So we'd be put down by not only individuals like that, but by everyday average people. Well, what's your fucking problem with it? You got a problem with it. You must have a small dick or no tits or a pancake ass or whatever the situation is, you know? So. Or, or, or we're not progressive. We're not or, progressive enough. Or we're not, that's a great point. Or we're not progressive enough at the moment. And, and when we are fighting a losing battle because we have those who are, we are allowing to exploit us and they know exactly what they're doing to exploit our sexuality and our hypersexuality, which is planted into us, I do believe. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have individuals who are like you, who look like you, who are saying, get with the fucking times, man. Move with the motherfucking river. Don't move against the river. You're going to be left fucking behind. So those of us who are somewhere uh, dead center are, we're beset on all sides, from both sides, from the front, from the back, all of that, you know. I think that's where that came from. And I don't think it's going to get any better either. That's my perspective of that. And there are those of us who are going to be eternal prudes. We are forever prudes because the hypersexuality is not something we can get on board with. I don't I don't have kids, but I have a uh, uh, 12, 13 nephews and nieces and all. 
and 12 and all. And I wouldn't want them seeing certain things. Now, I know I cannot, as their uncle, even if I were a parent, I cannot protect uh, my children or, or, or grandchildren or nephews and nieces forever, younger siblings forever. Let's say I had siblings who weren't of age. But it's not made any easier by the availability of it right on television. And a lot of what they're seeing are uh, images of us being extremely explicit. Now you get on TikTok and you have parents who are, they have their two and three-year-old daughters popping their asses and the throws of motherfucking twerking. You got little boys who are doing sexually suggestive dances, grabbing their crotches and things of that nature and pumping and gyrating and thrusting and all that. So it definitely does have a long, long-term impact. Uh, these will be some of these, these parents will be some of the same individuals who, if their kid were to come home pregnant or come home some baby sire, they would have a problem with it. Where did this come from? How did this happen? Well, what were you allowing when your kid was small when you were allowing them to twerk and uh, to pop whatever they have going on or to gyrate or whatever? So that's very common on, 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 on TikTok. I mean, it's bad. It's up there. I was just going to say, you know what's funny? You ever thought about who's holding the camera when a lot of these women are, or you know, men or women are doing what they're doing on camera? You ever thought about who's holding the camera when these these women are, you know, twerking or, or men are gyrating, as you mentioned earlier? It's, it's the kids, man. A lot of times it's the kids, it's the young teenage kids or the daughters. I've seen a couple of videos where fathers would walk in and catch their daughter on camera twerking on TikTok and doing these different things. We have so many things that you're up against. You can't you can't get caught sleeping. You can't close you can't even close your eyes anymore, because you think well they're just on their phone. What's the worst that could happen? They're just talking to their friends. They're making videos that's going to last and be stuck in the perpetuity. This is something that when you go to your first job interview, this this video on TikTok went viral and now the whole world sees you. So I mean, there really needs to be a lesson in etiquette on how to conduct yourself because these videos and things you say and do, just like this podcast. I mean. What we're doing right now is we're, we're really having candid discussions, but I think everybody here is pretty clear. We don't reside on either side of the spectrum. We reside in the middle. We're not extreme right. We're not extreme left. We're not, we're, I think most of the world resides in the middle. The problem is so many times we're forced to pick a side. Are you a conservative? Or are you a liberal? Are you a liberal? You know, and so what happens is, no, you're not 100% conservative. You have some views that are progressive and liberal in some way, but your your pride won't allow you to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be true to this cause, right? And the thing is, none of us are anti anything. We're more so just residing in the middle. And that's that's kind of my perspective. That's where I'm at right now. And the problem with that is, even though the majority of us are somewhere in the middle, it is notoriously, historically, uncool, quote unquote, uncool to be in the middle. You have to be someplace where you are, you're garnering attention. You are gaining attention. So for those of us who are unwilling to speak about being in the middle, uh, uh, well, there's always someone on either side trying to pull you in that direction. And some of us are not being pulled there as much as we are being lured over to this side of that because it's not cool to be in the middle you're a square you're you're lame as as i don't know kids will say that today but but you are um you are uncool you are vanilla so you need to be somewhere uh garnering attention and and soaking up as many likes and hearts and accolades social media accolades as you possibly can 
I saw a video. It was the, one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Uh, a video on TikTok of a young boy, and this boy can't have been any older than, he can't have been any older than eight, nine, maybe 10 at the, at the oldest. And there was a woman with a big, she might have been a stripper, big fucking ass with some sort of uh, uh, rap music playing in the background, some of this modern bullshit. And this grown ass fucking woman was bouncing her ass as fast as she could, almost uh, uh, uncontrollably. She was in the throes of motherfucking twerking. And she had her ass stuck in this boy's face. I'm talking about all up in his face. And it, it, it was disgusting because that's, to me, that's molestation. To me, that's completely inappropriate. Now, the joke was on her. I hope she's not, well, I can't say, I hope she is identified. Because the boy evidently didn't like what he smelled back there. And the look was on his face. Her ass was stinking. Pussy was thinking once, something was thinking. So whoever was, as you asked a moment ago, Terrence, who is recording this? If it's a child, that's disgusting. If it's an adult, that's even more disgusting because that sort of behavior is being uh, uh, okayed. There's the, the, green, the green light on that sort of behavior. And of course, the music that was playing in the video was some ridiculously uh, explicit rap song, hip hop song. It's slowly but surely grown um even more uh explicit and it is not cool to not be into things like that um i just want to go back to that point you made because i thought it was excellent about how it's been with us you know us being on the auction block and all that other kind of stuff we were hypersexualized then not because of our choice it was because of them doing it to us um and it you know they got pleasure out of it and it made them money that's pretty much what's kind of happening today. Damn, it is the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. Except for now, it's, well, they are still making money. We're making uh, peanuts, and they're making the big money. And uh, uh, I wonder how many of us have given that real thought, where it comes from, why it's still here, why it's so prevalent, and why it's becoming more common as time uh, moves forward. It's, it's really, really sad. And, you know, people haven't stopped, our people haven't stopped having children. We're still reproducing. We're still having kids. So what are we passing on to them? You know, what is appropriate to them? What's inappropriate to us now is in front of our eyes in living color and live in live time, right? Real time. The things that are completely inappropriate to us in terms of sexuality is now being made or transformed into not only appropriate for our children and our grandchildren, but downright mundane. There it is every single day. It's, 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 it's ignominious. It's everywhere you look and nobody's thinking about it. It's just an everyday, it's a part of everyday life. Our children's best interests aren't, isn't at heart for them. So we have to, to be that filter. We have to step in and do what we can to protect them from this bullshit. We need to do better. We need to build back better. Recognize what the problems are and address those problems and don't be afraid to tackle those problems um, in front of the, before the eyes of your friends, your family members, folks who are completely okay with it. Because in the end, those are your children. Those are your grandchildren. Those are your nephews and nieces. And you're gonna have to deal with the fallout of uh, uh, extreme, just completely inappropriate hypersexuality. They're not going to be dragging grandbabies and nephews and nieces home to your friends and family who aren't okay with you not being the hip grandmother or the grandma or the hip father or the hip mother. You are going to deal with the repercussions of that. And in turn, your kids and grandkids at infinitum are going to be dealing with the consequences of that. 
build back better, do better. I do better, definitely. Um, in closing, get vaccinated. You're gonna hear me say it over and over and over and over and over again until you do. Most of us need to be vaccinated if we want to dig ourselves out of this fucking hole. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated and do it now. Make your make your appointment uh, tonight. Get online. You can go to CVS. You can go to Walmart. You can go to churches. You can go to Walgreens, hospitals. It is everywhere. The opportunity to become vaccinated. Don't buy into these idiotic conspiracy theories. Don't listen to individuals who uh, don't know any better than you do. Arm yourselves with information. Figure out what it is, what it means to you, and do right by not just yourself, but by other people. We're all in this together, and we need to rise out of it together. This is Tamarcus Prime up here with the panel, whatever you want it. The panel, the, the usual suspects, the starting five in this motherfucker. Tamarcus Prime signing out, and who else is signing out with me? Who rolling out with me? Brody. We're rolling. <laughs> We're rolling, man. Bro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see y'all on the other side in this motherfucker. time on the main satellite all right fellas all right have a good night bro take it easy bro all right all right